one, check two. Is my mic on? Your mic is on. I can hear you. All right. Well, apparently we recorded our entire last episode with my mic off. Whoops. So apologies to all of you that listened. Oh, I, I should it, stop eating. A that's mic. disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Ew, it's so clear with the headphones on too. Anyway, so Sisquad, welcome back to another episode of It Sports Us. This is episode 38, and we are talking none other than gymnastics. Yes, and that's because we told you guys two weeks ago we were going to start an Olympic series when we talked about swimming, and then we had to take a little pause on the Olympic series and tell you guys about the College World Series, which is still going on, so tune into last week's episode. RIP to NC State. <gasps> I know it's not fair. Honestly, let's just give a quick blurb about what happened there and then we'll get right to gymnastics. Yes. Good call. Um, so NC state got disqualified because one of their team members got COVID the entire team, just one, the entire team got disqualified, right? Sorry. Because of one person who got COVID on their team and they hadn't lost one. So it's really unfortunate and it's not very fair. And NC state fans are living. Oh, I can only imagine. It's like John Rahm at the, um, whatever golf tournament he was playing in a few weeks back, whenever he tested positive and they yanked him at the end of the third round, he had like a six or seven stroke lead going into the last round. It's not fair. I cannot even believe it. Like at least they should give him the option. I mean, I don't know how they would do this with baseball. There's not much of an option because it's a team sport, but at least with golf, like give him, you know, a time to play a round of golf completely by himself yeah. And keep his lead. Okay. Anyway, we got really far off topic there. So yes, go back, listen to our college world series, um, episode. So you guys can learn everything that you need to know about college baseball and the college world series. It's still going on that way. You can enjoy it, but we are jumping into our episode number two of our Olympic series. And we are talking none other than gymnastics today. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, yes, we must do our quick introductions My name is Christine. I am your average Joe Schmo when it comes to sports knowledge. And I am here to ask all the questions that you guys will have at home. And I am Sarah, your self-proclaimed sports expert. I'm here to answer all of the questions that Christine has, and hopefully all of those questions that you have at home. So as we said earlier, we are talking gymnastics and I'm so excited about this. And I keep saying this about all the Olympic sports, because this is a sport that you like, you enjoy, you, you know, you look forward to watching it every time the Olympics comes on, but you really don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, they like to twirl and they're very strong and you like to watch them like flip themselves around. But when it comes to scoring and actually determining who is the best of the best, yes, I never know how they determine that. So that's why we figured it'd be perfect since gymnastics is currently the Mm -hmm. sport that they're focusing on in the Olympic trial. Yes. So in order for you guys to enjoy it just as much as we do now that we know it, let's talk through it. So first and foremost, what is gymnastics? Yeah. So gymnastics, I don't have a Webster dictionary definition for you guys today, but it is basically a sport that partners like dancing and acrobatics and strength into a competition. And it's, it's all different sorts of events that make up one um, competition, which is also called a meet, which is kind of crazy since we were talking swimming in our first Olympic series. Uh Uh-huh. And a swimming competition is a swim meet as well. Gymnasts are extremely strong. Yes. They are so strong, but they're also on average, very short. Yes. Okay. And I, this is okay. 
I'm really glad we're talking about this at the very beginning, because I do feel like every time anybody watched gym, watches gymnastics, it's like, okay, they're all very short and yeah. very young, right? Yeah, very, very young. And so the question is, okay, so I guess what is the average height for men and women? So it's crazy because with women, it actually has shrunk. Okay. It, it used to be five, three, and now the average is four, nine under five feet tall. I think about grandma, grandma was four ten, and that was really short. <laughs> she was so little. We could put our, we could put our elbows. We could she, rest our elbows on top of her and yes. I'm only five, four and Christine, what are you? Five, six, five, six. Yeah. So I would be horrible at gymnastics because I'm too tall. And if you're too tall and like, you've got longer limbs, it's just hard for you to get momentum. That's why you have more of an advantage if you're smaller Yes, and, or I should say shorter. Cause they're pretty, you know, built they're built and very, very strong. Yes, for sure. So the women are on average four feet, nine inches. And what about the men? The men are on average five feet, four to five, seven. Okay. So very, so pretty short, literally in between the two of us. Yeah, exactly. Like we are the averages for the men. Yeah. That yeah. is so crazy. <laughs> crazy. So the question is, does gymnastics stunt your growth? And I love this conversation because we were kind of able to theorize before we did any research. And what did I say? As soon as you asked me that I, I it was so funny because we, Sarah and I, we don't typically like to talk before we do our own prepping because we, we like to have the organic conversation over the, through the podcast, but we were prepping together today and we were having this conversation. She was like, well, what does gymnastics stunt your growth? Right. And it's kind of like a question of what came first. Is it the chicken or the egg? Right. And the article that we read was almost <laughs> verbatim the conversation that Sarah and I had together. She was like, did you read this article? I was like, no, she's like looking up at me as we're like talking through it. And it was like, um, standard question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? She's like, Sarah, are you sure? I was like, I'm sure. So all of that said, what does that mean? What came first, the chicken or the egg when we're talking gymnastics is does gymnastics make you smaller or do we only see smaller gymnasts because gymnastics is a, is a sport better suited for small athletes. And the answer really is both. Yeah. Um, gymnastics can stunt development or the development of the bones in the body because of the intense training, but gymnastics as a sport is also suited for smaller athletes because they have advantages. Taller people do not, which kind of goes back to that point that you said earlier, Christine. Yeah. So they have the ability to twist, turn, do more flips in the air because they're smaller More momentum. Yes. And the smaller you are, the easier it is to create momentum. That's right. So it would take more energy for you to do the same movement right. around a bar that it would take me because I'm shorter than you are. Yeah. And back to, you know, there's always conversation about if gymnastics stunts your growth, but like, if you guys actually think like these, these athletes start training usually by the time, I mean, we were in gymnastics there whenever we were three I know, and four, you know, and it's like, if they just continue that hours and hours a day for the rest of their lives, like, obviously it, it probably is going to stunt your yes. developmental growth a little bit. Right. So, and it's honestly like any intense athletics that you're going to be involved in from that early of an age would yeah. do that to your body, yeah. right? It's yeah, not gymnastics as a sport individually. It would be any sport. Yeah. It's just, you start gymnastics. Like you said, I mean, we were in gymnastics at the age of three and the age of four, which I cannot wait to share some stories with you guys. So 
I was literally just about to because <laughs> there we have home videos of Sarah and she's so pigeon toed. Pigeon toed means my my toes go in you guys and like I look like Tommy Pickles pigeon toed. She's trying so she was surprisingly really good at the beam too. No, I'm not that's not surprising. It's because I have an, I had an unfair advantage from people who weren't pigeon toed. <laughs> she was like doing car wheels and it was just so easy for you. Yes. It was just like but her feet were like this. Yes, because the normal person that's walking on the balance beam has to walk like one foot in front of the other. Well, my one foot in front of the other is like this. So I covered more area with my feet. So I felt more stable. It was great. I didn't do it on purpose. It's just kind of what my feet do naturally. So, um, gymnastics, a gymnastics meet is made up of different events. So women and men compete in, um, different, types of events. Women compete in four different types and men complete compete in six different types. So are the same, are they the same four though? Like, no. Well, okay. So vault and yes, vault and floor exercise overlap, but the floor exercise specifically is different for men and women. So we're going to go through them individually as men events and as women events so that you guys don't get confused and we can kind of explain each individual event you know, yeah. since they are so different between men and women. All right. So let's start with women. Yeah. So women, um, the first is vault. So the vault is a table. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> the, much. The vault it's itself. Like a mount. Yes. Is a table or like a, a mount. Yes. It is, um, four feet, three inches tall, four feet wide and three feet deep. And the female athlete, the female gymnast runs, jumps, springs off of a springboard, hits the vault, the vaulting table mm-hmm. with does her hands. with her hands. That's right. Does like a flippity flip flip in the air and then lands. That's what uh, Simone Biles just did her double, double turnpike. Yes. The, it's not a turnpike. Oh. A turnpike is a <laughs> highway. <laughs> A double pike. pike. Yes, she did a double pike. That's right. We talked about that a couple of weeks back. Yeah, we did. And that, but that was an example of a vault. Yes, exactly. They're like, rah, 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 and then they propel and flip and turn and yes, then land. That's right. That's right. And so it's easy to get points deducted on the vault. The landing on the vault is really where these athletes, these gymnasts get the most points deducted is because they are running, like you said, so fast. They have so much momentum coming off of that vaulting table into the air. And they're just doing these crazy flips, which just adds to it. I know. Do they even know where they are in the air? (laughs) I have no idea. Years of experience, I suppose. And then they land and then there are specific points deducted based on how solid their landing is. But there was something that I learned through this research that I had no idea about. So there are these, they're either chalk or taped lines on the mat for where the gymnasts land on the vault Mm -hmm. or from the vault. Mm -hmm. And I thought that landing outside of those taped lines was out of bounds. Yeah, it's not. So what's the point of them even being? I have no idea. I have no idea why they're there. Maybe it's for them to stare at it when they're in the air to know where they are. Maybe that's the answer to the question. Oh my gosh, Christine. It's like a, it's like whenever you're doing like those twirly things in ballet. They focus on one thing. Yes. I mean, that could be totally made up. You guys, I don't actually, we haven't fact checked We don't know. But I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. So I guess, you know, 
their solid landing is most important, yeah. but I guess they would only be deducted if they stepped like off the mat whenever they were landing. Yeah. So they're focused mostly on sticking that landing without a hop, right? Yes. That's right. A hop, step, whatever. Step, yeah. Yeah. And their hand or their, their knees have to stay straight. Did I make that up? No, no, no. They do. They have to stay um, parallel. They can't cross if they, okay, if yes. their feet cross or their, their knees cross and they get deducted points. But I think before we go through the rest of these events, Christine, because there's going to be so many questions that come up about scoring, mm -hmm. scoring used to be out of a 10. Basically you were just, you started with 10 and they deduct from that. That's right. That's how it used to be scored. Right. Now it's on a different system. So there, this, there are two scores that each gymnast is assigned and both of those scores added together is that gymnast score for the event. Okay. Oh, okay. The one score is known as the start value or the D score. D. I don't know. Like, what, nobody wanted D. We want an A. I know. I have no idea <laughs> why they do that. But so the reason why it's called your start value is because you basically are handing in what your routine is going to be, what tricks you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that before they go out and perform, they hand the judges what they're going to do. That's correct. Ah. And so like, let's go back to the vault. For example, mm -hmm. the judges already have a start value. Okay. And the start value would be like the perfect score. So they, the they perfect score of the D score. So it's out of, it's usually like an average elite gymnast, their skills that they're going to complete during their event. Mm-hmm would compile around a six. So if they executed each individual, one of those skills that has such difficulty with accuracy, then they would get all of that start score. Okay. So that's their D score. Yes. Okay. What's the other score? So the second is the E score. So D A B C D E D E also known as the execution score. D E D E D E. So this is the grade for how well the skills are done. So uh, your start score, you could go in there and have a start score of seven if you wanted to and have the most difficult. Um, what gives you a start score of seven? having like extremely difficult things to do while right, you're so doing not, the so events. No, not everybody starts their start score the same. No, all the start scores start differently. And they're not the same value. And they're not the same value depending on the difficulty of the- So mine could be 10, yours could be seven? No, the highest you can get is like seven. Okay, well, I guess that does kind of make sense though, because if you think about it, some people like to- play it safe. So their start score wouldn't be as high, but yes. if you're really trying to be daring and you really want to like, I guess, go out on a limb and, and just take a chance. Yep. Then you have a higher start score. That's right. But you also have a higher likelihood of getting deductions. That's correct. Yes. So the second score, which is the execution score, the E score is out of 10 and you are scored based on your execution of that start score routine. 
Yeah. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're given your start score, like you're handing in, all right, here's my quiz. Here's my start score, yeah. right? This is what my, this is what I'm doing. My, this is what I'm doing. And the judges are like, okay, here's the difficulty of that because I've added in, you know, added up all of the different things that you're doing and your start score is going to be, you know, a 5.7. Mm-hmm. So you're given a 5.7 where you are able to lose points is that 10 points of execution. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. So if you're like, okay, maybe I'm at the point where I want to be really conservative. I want to do an easier routine and only have it be a four, but you know, you can nail it. You'll get a 14. Ah, so you add those together. I know. I wish I would have known that yesterday when I was watching gymnastics, I was like, so into it, but I word for word looked over at my husband and was like, I don't get how they get these scores. Yes. He didn't know either. That's how it's a start score plus their execution score. Their execution score is out of 10. Mm-hmm. The start score is just basically the addition of all of the movements that they're doing in each individual event or routine. Got it. Okay. okay. Cool. So back to vaulting. Yeah. So we're done with vaulting run, jump, spring vault trick in the air and then land. Yes. Okay. So, and then the, the, that execution score that we talked about is the main deductions are going to be whenever you're in the air. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your feet come apart, your knees crop, whatever, there's all different sorts of things that you can get deducted for, but the main deduction, people are always holding your breath on the vault Mm -hmm. when the gymnasts land, because if they step, if they hop, if they step off the mat, if they fall, there's, I mean, there's definitely different layers or levels of deductions based on how bad or how good the, the landing is harder to stick it too, because they're landing on such a soft surface, you know? Yes. But anyway, so that's vault. That's women's vault. That's right. Next is balance beam. Yeah. So women are do balance beam. Men do not do balance beam. The balance beam is four feet tall and four inches wide. You guys that's tiny, so tiny. I've got huge feet. I might be good at that. I know. Or you might really be bad, you know, or you might completely miss it. And just like say people with larger limbs do worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe I would, I wouldn't do so well. So the balance beam is scored on the gymnast ability to perform the skills without wobbling or falling off the beam, which it's like, okay, duh. But do you know, four inches, you guys, that's literally like this wide. And these that's like Gymnast. the length of my second toe. <laughs> <laughs> I have you alien toes. You do have alien I would show you guys, but I'm not that flexible. <laughs> it's also mortifying. You don't want to see, you don't want to put not mortifying. Okay. They're painted and pretty right Oh, now. did you get them painted? No, mom did them. Actually, so four inches is the size of Christine's second toe, but it is also the size of the balance beam that these women have to do like cartwheels and backflips and round off back handsprings on. And the yep. biggest deductions on the beam is wobbling, losing your balance, falling off, having to grab the beam. And then again, it's landing, landing. Yeah. Cause they, they have to do a dismount and there's like no spring to get them. No, you know, in the air. Oh so my God. I know. It's, it's so stressful to watch. It is. Okay. Next on the women's is 
Uneven bars. Yeah. So the uneven bars is literally what it says. There are two bars that are uneven. The shorter bar is 67 inches tall. The taller bar is 98 inches tall. So one's like up here and one's like right here. Yes, that's right. One's taller, one shorter. And an advantage of being short. Yes, because the shorter one, because you get deducted on- If your feet touch the ground. If your feet touch the ground. So if you can imagine like they're having to- worry about getting from one of these bars to the next we should see how far apart they are are you ready for this what yeah the distance between the two uneven bars is six feet what these women if you want chris christine we need to pull up we're going to pull up some youtube videos for you guys and put them on the story do yourself a favor and do it too these women are whipping and naying through these uneven bars and whip and Nene, and they're flying across six feet in between the two uneven bars. Like it's nothing. That's insane. So crazy. So what you'll see a lot during the uneven bars too is, and I don't know if you'll see this at the Olympics because the athletes are so elite, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times during like trials, um, just in case they fall because they are doing like such crazy, no look, um, tricks off the bar and then have to grab back on the bar, um, is a coach off to the side and he'll like be there to like support if they fall, if they fall. Well, that's nice at least. Yeah, I know, but it's still terrifying watching these women do these uneven bars though. Like they pull themselves up from the bar. Like it's nothing. Do you know how hard it is to do a muscle up? Oh my God. It's impossible. I've literally never done one. They make it look so simple. They are so strong. I know just goes back to how yoked they all are. They're all so strong. Yes. They're short, but they are small and they are mighty for sure. But the, honestly, Sarah, the next one that they do, the floor exercise is like, it's fun to watch because they kind of incorporate some dance. I sometimes wish they had have a little more expression in their faces because they're so focused on their next move. I know. Like they do a lot of, I think a lot more in the last couple of years that was coming, like their personality has kind of come out and there. Yeah, I agree. agree. Like they used to be all like classical and jazz music. And now they like, you know, mix in some rap music, some some hip hop music. Yes, exactly. So it's been really fun because they'll use like today's hits and stuff in their floor exercise. But and watching them do it too, like the floor yes. is so bouncy. Yes. Okay. It's a 40 square foot in um spring embedded floor, which is why they're so bouncy, right? Yeah. So there's actual springs in the floor, which gives them like momentum and assistance to to do those backflips that they're typically doing like crazy. Gosh, they can like contort their bodies in such wild ways. I know, I know. So they're scored on form, difficulty, and and ability to stay in bounds, which, okay, so there's a white line that goes all the way around this floor, right? Yeah. And what you'll see is these gymnasts, I know if you've watched it, they're yeah. the corners uh-huh, uh-huh. and they are not looking. I know. And they take steps backwards into the corner. I know. And it's like they can just feel the edge. But at home, you have all of our butt cheeks clenching because we know that if you touch that that white line, that white line is touched, you will get deducted because you have stepped on the out of bounds line. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I was watching the floor routines and they just casually, you know, stroll right on over to the corner so they can get backwards so they can get ready for their next big move. 
And their heel is, I kid you not, like a centimeter away from touching that white line. I know, I know. And they're not even looking. I know, it's terrifying. But like I said, they've done it a lot longer than we have. So they know what they're doing. But yes, the floor exercise is really fun. But those are the only four Mm -hmm. events that the women are competing in. And men also compete in the floor. Yes, they do, but it's a little bit different. So men have six events and the floor, um, so the same size floor, so 40 square feet, same springiness as the women, but they don't have that dancing element. So um, those, um, they're called passes. So those tricks that they're doing like side to side Mm -hmm. that the women do, basically that's all the men do. So instead of adding like the dancing and the fun part and the music that we were talking about, there's no music. They're just doing passes. Yeah. They're just doing like straight tumbling. So not as fun, not as fun, but they're, they also do a vault. Yes. Which is, um, this, same exact skill as yep. the women. It's just a little bit taller. So the and mount is a little bit taller. The mount is a little bit taller. So the women's is four foot three inches tall. The men's is four feet five inches tall. Oh, okay. So like barely, barely any taller, but it's the exact same skill. Okay. Yeah. And then so they so men has vault floor exercise. Yep. And those are the only two that overlap lap with women. That's correct. So what is the third yeah. exercise? So parallel bars which is exactly what it sounds. It sounds like there are two bars that are parallel to each other Two like ballerina bars. Yes. They are 16 to 20 inches apart. They are two inches in diameter, 11 and a half feet long. The bars are, which is crazy. And then they're six and a half feet off the ground. So what do they do with these bars? I mean, they're, they're basically just like flipping in between them. So they're holding like themselves up into a handstand. Yeah. They're doing like flips and then they'll land sometimes. Mm-hmm. So their feet can't touch the ground. Otherwise that's a deduction. Right. Right. So you'll see a lot of them like um, like lifting their feet up. Yes. It's stressful. Uh, yes. So that they don't scrape the floor and they're doing it so fast. Yes. And they're they're So they're flipping. A lot of them are like flipping and doing somersaults and stuff, but sometimes whenever they flip in the air so that they land without touching their feet on the ground, they'll land on like their elbows. Yeah. Ow. It literally looks so painful and I've never felt one of these bars. So I don't know exactly what they're made out of. They look a little bit flexible. The only time I've ever actually been on one of these bars is whenever I was trying to be healthy and I started to do tricep dips on these bars and I couldn't even pull myself back up. (laughs) And these men are just flipping and like making it look again, just like, it's so easy. Yes. And I keep going back to the day that I tried to do a tricep dip on one. I know. I know. It's so crazy. Body weight. It's not easy. No. And the, the craziest thing to watch on the parallel bars is the dismount because what they'll do is, so the parallel bars are here, right? So they're like in line and they'll dismount over here. So they'll dismount dismount to the right or to, I think it's to the right, to the right of the parallel bars. So they have to get momentum. Like typically you'll see them going out, Mm -hmm. but they have to get momentum going up and like to their right, which is kind of awkward, right? That is kind of awkward, which is a little bit different than the rest of the events. But again, I'm sure they have to stick their landing too, unless they get points. Absolutely. Pretty much with every exercise that they do. Yep. Um, all right. So what's the next one? Yeah. So the horizontal bar, which is there's one bar for the men versus is the women's two uneven bars. So they have one horizontal bar, the men, um, it's nine feet tall, Christine. It is so tall. And basically it gives them like more advantage to do like crazier 
tricks off of the bar. Mm -hmm. So they'll get momentum with just the one bar and then they'll release and do like crazy things in the air and then come back down and catch the bar. It's insane. Okay. So it's just, it's literally just one bar and not two, Yes, but it's the exact same kind of thing. Same kind of concept as the uneven bars as the women. There's just not one that's short and one that's tall. There's just one that's tall. Yeah. Nine feet tall. That's, that's very high. I know. I know. And then, so one of the ones talk about stressors, the, Mm -hmm. the stepping out of bounds during the floor exercise is quite a stressor landing during vault is a stressor. And then the pommel horse brings on another type of stressor, Christine. And the pommel horse is the fifth out of the sixth event that the men are competing. And it is a, I guess another term for it is a side horse. So it's a leathered covered form. It's 63 inches long, 14 inches wide, 45 inches from the floor. And it has like these two handles. Yeah. It kind of looks like a horse's back with two handles. Yes. That run the width of the of the pommel horse. Mm -hmm. And basically the point is the point of the exercise (laughs) is not to stop and to perform to the left and to the right to show the gymnast versatility. Right. Yep. But they're doing, they're basically what you said earlier made so much sense. They're break dancing on top of this. I know. I was just about to say that like watching a a pommel horse routine is like watching these men break dance on this pommel horse. Yes. They've got two bars and their legs are constantly going up and down or they're together and they're just circling. It kind of makes you dizzy. It does. I cannot believe how much balance they have. Like I guarantee you, if you and I tried to do like (laughs) anything, like even trying to like walk around that thing on our hands, we would fall down. We should go to a a, a gymnastics gym gym. and we should just try to do all the exercises to see how horrible we are (laughs) at each one of them. I think that that would be so much fun. Yes. That does sound like so much fun. Okay. But back to the stress for the pommel horse, Christine. So they start from like a dead stop and then they jump onto the pommel horse. Okay. And then they do this thing with their legs. It's like they scissor their legs and they like kick them up to the right and then come down and then kick them up to the left and then come down. And it looks like the man's private parts are very close to these two handles. They have to wear some sort of like protection. Right? I, I because don't know. They're pretty much like slamming their, their genitalia parts <laughs> on the back of this horse. I don't think they ever actually touch, but again, Looks YouTube, like you it. guys, because it does You'll know what we, what we're talking yes, about. It does look like it as a man. I'm not a man, but I can imagine as a man <laughs> watching that it would be even more stressful than yes. as yet. So last but not least, Christine, because I think this is the most amazing. Yeah event of all of them is the rings. So again, this is just for the men. We've broken this up for the men and the women and the rings are free hanging rings. So they're made of wood or metal. They're one and a half inches thick and they are eight 0.2 feet above the floor and the straps are mounted 18 feet from the floor. So these straps that are holding the rings are 10 feet long around 10 feet long. Okay. So the guy who is starting on the rings is they start from a dead hang. Yes. And these rings are free hanging too. So there is no support whatsoever. It's not like they're on something like 
um, like wire that's a little bit more stable. They're literally just straps. So wobbly. So wobbly. And these guys are like hanging tees and doing handstands. They're like defying gravity. There was this one guy that we were watching and he like, he did a handstand and held himself upwards and then slowly brought himself down and he was hanging parallel. Oh yeah. Completely parallel. Oh wait, perfect parallel to the floor to the floor yes perpendicular to the but parallel to the floor so yes his body was straight I know and they hold these things for like three to five seconds which is part of the routine I think you have to like hold them for a certain amount of time certain exercises or certain moves for a certain amount of time got it got it so watch it it's it's one of the I think one of the shortest events yeah but definitely sure. for the strongest gymnast the strongest male gymnast um will definitely be the best yeah. at the rings because it's so impressive to watch and then they obviously after that after they just did, like utilized all of their strength then have to still propel themselves off these rings to stick a landing that is 8.2 feet above ground. That's crazy. I mean, there's and that's so high. Five six. I know that's true. Five four, five six. But their their um, biceps make up for it. Their biceps are the size of my head. They're huge. Anyways, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of It's Sports Sis. You guys are the best for listening. We love you guys. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Wit and Wit and Amy.